Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Turn your Bibles, John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38. It says, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried with a loud voice. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Listen, I know what some of you might be thinking. You're thinking, I know this verse. And I very possibly know the direction that pastor is going to take from this. Well, first and foremost, you don't. You see, this is the problem in Bible study. Many times we see differently from the immediate context and culture of the people to whom those very words were said. Subconsciously, we read everything in the Bible through the lenses of our current personal reality. But to understand it, you must go through the time and act as if you were in that age, in that culture, seeing through their own lenses. And when you do, this verse will overwhelm you. You'll be overwhelmed and flabbergasted by the lavish generosity of God. God, why would you do this? Why would you say this? This is one of the most generous statements ever in the Bible. And to help you understand, you know, I did a Bible study on the influence of the Spirit in the Old Testament, just to help you understand something. So I wrote down virtually every place in the Old Testament where the Bible says that the Spirit of God was upon someone. Right from the very beginning, from Exodus 31.3, where the Bible says the Spirit Spirit of God filled craftsmen with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Bezalel and Holiab. To Numbers eleven sixteen, where 70 prophesied when the Spirit was put upon them. To Numbers 24, 1 to 6, where the Spirit came upon Balaam. You know, all the context. And let's listen, I, I'm saying all of that to say this. I discovered something very salient. I discovered that I couldn't count more than 200 instances, recorded instances, where the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon someone in the Old Testament. Can you believe that? Just to help you understand what I'm saying, Malachi to, uh, Genesis to Malachi covers a timeline of 4,000 years. How many years? So 200 in 4,000 years. Now, what I'm saying, I stand corrected, all, all right? Just in case there are some I missed out. But it's not much at all. So if we're going by the number of 200, that means just 50 people every 1,000 years. Did you hear what I just said? 50 people every 1,000 years. Five people every 100 years. So you stood a higher possibility not seeing anybody filled with the Spirit or with the Spirit upon in that day, in your entire generation. First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. 
The Bible says and that Samuel served God in the presence of Eli. It says, and the word of God was rare. It wasn't just the testimony of that particular era. It was the testimony, generally speaking, of the whole and entire Old Testament. The word of the Lord was rare. And people scarcely saw open visions. Let me, let me do this. If you're here and you're filled with the Spirit, maybe you've seen a vision before or you've dreamt before or you speak in tongues. Raise your hand. Now look at that. There are more people here filled with the Spirit than there were in the entire Old Testament. Can, can you imagine that? More people. Now, why am I saying this? Because some of you don't know what you have. You don't know what you have. You don't really appreciate it. To be filled with the Spirit, to have the Spirit upon you in the Old Testament, your assignment had to be of national significance to Israel. You had to either be a king, a priest, a prophet, or being called to a special duty, maybe a judge, to be filled. But you, civilian, You use it for simple things. You know, someone wakes up, ah, Holy Ghost, what do I wear today? Lord, I like two girls. Which one do I marry? Who is my wife? Who is my husband? Listen, trust in the Lord for everything. But I'm just helping you see the privilege that you have, that you don't appreciate. In an exam hall, Holy Spirit, remind me. Exam! <laughs> exam lives don't depend on it it's just your own personal pursuit but, 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 but you've got it so you now have to understand after an era where only about 200 people tasted this thing in 4,000 years the son of God stands and cries with a loud voice. If anyone thirsts, no more if you are a Levite. If anyone thirsts, no more if you are a king. If anyone thirsts, you don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a judge. You only have to be thirsty. And he says, come to me and drink. He says, he that believes, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, at Listen, there's so much to say about this. But some of us don't know what it means for you to get something expensive and others get it cheap. You know it's not always nice. If you lived in the era where you bought SIM card, 40,000 naira, $100. That time, aha, if you have GSM, <laughs> that's what everybody called it. Some called it GSM. <laughs> you know, you, know you, are, you have made it in life. We, I hope what I'm about to say doesn't get me in trouble. We had a neighbor then. No one is calling him, but you have to know he has a phone. So we just like, hello? Hello? <laughs> But it was an achievement. I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him that much. 
But years after, some network providers gave SIM card for free. And it even had airtime. Some of you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so uh, you know, and now I'm just wondering, the people who bought it expensive, how do they feel? So you, you have to, so you have to understand, this is the mentality you should have when you're reading John 7, 37. Something that was so esoteric, so special for some class. You know, even if you wanted it, this is a classic example of, it's not of he that wills, nor of he that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Are you aware in the Old Testament, no matter your prayer life, you couldn't be a priest. You had to be born to a particular lineage. It wasn't for everybody. And now the last day, the great day of the feast that had the most people, everybody was there. Jesus stands and cries. He just opens it up to everybody. Come and drink. 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 He doesn't turn anyone down. What? Joel prophesied. He says, God said, I will pour out my spirit on the last days. Nobody will be left out. Upon your sons and daughters, they shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams. Hallelujah. Young men shall see visions. He says, even servants and handmaidens, they might be low in social status, but they can be high in the spirit. Come on, are you with me? Servants and handmaidens, will I pour out my spirit upon all flesh? We're in those days. Come on, I said we're in those days. So you have to see the generosity of it. And it's one thing to be generous with stuff like that. It's another thing to be lavish about it. He says, out of your belly. <laughs> Meaning, I'm, just, I'm not going to allow you to taste it. It's going to overflow. Even if you have the privilege to speak in tongues once in your life, is big. But the fact that at any time, come on, are you with me? When you want to stir yourself up, even if you just woke up, you yawn. Mapoka epo prusapa pelekapaliandelushepai. You just start up the engine real quick. Wow! Listen, listen, listen. When we were growing up, some of you might not relate to what I'm saying because some of you were born with golden spoon, not silver. So never mind. But it's even true about every one of us because it wasn't just about what you could afford. It was also about what you could consume. So usually in those days, when they want to share soda, soft drinks for children, you will bring your cup. Come on, so much. We're not all but I'm sure. Come on. You will bring your cup and they will pour it. Did you have older siblings that were professionals at sharing? <laughs> Most of them usually, you know, went on to study accounting because it's only fitting. Because just <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> if they share it, equal. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they're sharing 
you know. Did they ever share a bottle of wine in your house in those days? Everybody. How old were you when you had your first bottle only you? <laughs> you must have you must have been in disbelief the first time that <laughs> you know. Or maybe when you went to a rich person's house and they gave you only you chivita. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And you were trying to hide the surprise. Ah, thank you, man. <laughs> and for the first time, daddy was not around to look at you. So you drank. <laughs> Hallelujah. But how do you feel when you now go to some other places and you see this same wine? We don't drink alcohol, but you see, those ones are even more expensive. Champagne, they shake it like this and it overflows to celebrate. <laughs> ah, hey, my God. <laughs> and your home training is saying, what's going on? Why? Why all this wastage? <laughs> you begin to speak like Judas. This thing could have been given to the poor. <laughs> you know? You know? You know? I'm explaining lavish to you. Last year, a video made rounds on the internet. It was trending. Nigerians are already known to be lavish. Because I don't know any other people group that sprays money, throws money at people. But then someone took it a step higher and was throwing bundles. How did you feel seeing someone chesting your whole net worth? <laughs> you know, how did you feel? <laughs> what someone is chesting, you have not earned it in your life. <laughs> how did you feel? So now listen. If God allowed you to taste the spirit, just a taste, just once, just once, don't you understand? God is spirit. The spirit of God is so special, so luxurious, you can't build him a house. But then, he's okay to stay inside you, to dwell inside you, you know, and not just for one minute, which will be special which will be the greatest privilege of your life to house God for one minute or for one day and he comes inside you and he says, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. Oh my God. What kind of lavish generosity is this? Lord, what, what have you done? What did we do to deserve this? You stand and cry with a loud voice, if anyone thirsts, you see, there are two things to know about the supernatural. Anything supernatural, anything from God, if it is salvation or healing, whatever, number one, it is free. Number one, it is what? Listen, this is discernment 101. If you want to know if someone is a man of God or not, the moment he charges money for prayer, run away. Don't pray about it. It's, it's false. It's either fundamentally false or he lost his way. But either ways, it's not in the will of God. Are you listening to me? 
the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, he that spared not his own son, but freely gave him up for us, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? So if God gave us his best in Christ Jesus, what will he charge you for? For a prayer, for a healing, for a job? Nothing! So if it is from God, it must be free. Please, are you listening to me? He said, freely you have received. Freely give. You know, many times I see people, you know, when people are healed, I just cry and I'm just like, God is so kind. Just like that. There's a testimony my wife and I read and we just, you know, in our living room, just knelt down and started crying and thanking God. And, you know, you, you know when someone has suffered for 10 years, and the person comes to a service, something touched the person, you know, and the person goes home, does another scan, and you know, the nurses are shocked. And it's all for free. Are you listening to me? That's the mesmerizing part of this. You see, you see, the sorcerer, Simon the sorcerer, saw more value in this thing that, than some of us see. Because that's his business. He does demonstration and earns money. And he sees believers doing it for free, laying hands on people and they receive the spirits. He offered money immediately. Give me this power. And to this, the apostle responded, your money perish with you. You know, so as big as it is, you must never offer money for it. It's free. That's the mesmerizing part. The biggest thing you can ever have in your life is free. <laughs> I'm telling you with something more than gold. You were, not, you were not saved with perishable things such as gold or silver. The biggest thing you can ever have in your life is free. Are you listening to this? But here is something else you must know. It is free, but it is conditional. You see, this is where we Christocentrics struggle a bit. We word of faith people struggle a bit. We know who we are in Christ and we are quick to confess. I know who I am. I know you. Do you understand? But usually there is an attendant responsibility that comes with the provision that we have not been exposed to. What I'm saying in essence is just because there is no price doesn't mean there is no prize. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you hear what I said? And even what is yours will come with conditions. Hear what I'm saying. Listen, I have discovered that believers who do the barest minimum never really step into their true potential in God. Anyone who is always doing the barest minimum, you will miss out of so many things. Because it could be yours. You know, I was reading again. First Kings 19. God told Elijah clearly, your time of ministry is up. You are going to anoint Elisha in your stead. But he didn't go straight to Elisha. <laughs> what did he say? If you see me when I'm cut off. There are some things that are yours, but you still have a part to play. God had already told him, this is the next person. He didn't tell him directly. Elijah just said, well, you know what? I'm going to that city. Don't bother yourself. Elisha said, I promise you, there is no way you're going, I won't follow you. 
they went to the Jordan and he followed. They kept going and he followed. From town to town, from state to state, he, he wasn't going to give in. He wasn't going to give up until the end. And he said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, the horsemen thereof. That is how to receive an impartation. That is how to have an encounter. It's not going to drop on your lap. It is yours, but you're going to war for it. Are you listening to me? And it is it's something that we need to learn in this generation of convenience. Because the supernatural comes with specific configurations and instructions. When God, you know, through his prophet tells a leper, go to the Jordan and wash yourself. If you like, say, no, the Jordan is too general, too public, too dirty. Can't I use my swimming pool? It ain't gonna work. The moment that prophetic word was spoken, your miracle is in that place. See, some of you, your miracle is in specific instructions. If you are always looking for the easy way out, it won't happen. And of all the ways that God wants to heal a blind mind, man, he takes clay, he spits on it. <laughs> God help you, Mr. Hygiene. Ew, Jesus. Have some hygiene, please. Get me sanitizers. Can you see? You go. <laughs> My friend, bring your eye. Let them rub this pit well. You're too cool, too calm, too collected to touch anything spiritual. You can't kneel. You can't cry. You, can't, you are too packaged. Maybe that's why you're where you are. Too packaged. There is a kind of tenacity that you must have. A kind of tenacity. When the prophet told, listen, the, the king, Joash, God had already told him, ah, you would discomfit your enemies. This is the prophetic instruction. Strike your arrow on the floor. If it's me, I will strike till next year. You will collect that arrow from hand. <laughs> but some people, you know, that's what I'm telling you about the barest minimum. You just strike three times. You stop. That's what some of you do. Your appetite is always getting the best of you. When everybody is fasting, you are the one that wants to break 12. And then you are looking for scriptures to justify. Eh, must it be six? Where in the Bible does it say it must be six? That's, that's, that's why you're where you are. Always doing the barest minimum. Why you don't you pray out in church? Eh? Did the Bible say we must shout? Always doing the barest minimum. In all fairness, the prophet did not tell him how many times to strike. The prophet did not tell him how many times to strike. He didn't tell him. Boy, hunger would, eh? The arrow will break. Oh. The arrow will wound. <laughs> Are you, are you listening to me? Check anyone who is excelling in spiritual things. They have that hunger, that tenacity. You, you must have it. You must have it. You must have it. That's why you must, you must, you must abandon laziness this season. This relationship between you and laziness, you, you must break up. I want to read a text to you. Come on, are you here? Yes, sir. Uh, eh, 
Proverbs chapter 26, verse 15. There is someone here. This is not a matter of laziness. It's a medical condition. You oversleep. And sometimes it catches you on our ways. Right now, as I'm talking, the power of Jesus comes upon you. I rebuke that affliction now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 15. You know what this text says? It says, the lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. But it wearies him to bring it back to his mouth. You are hungry. You put your hand in the food. But the journey between your hand in the bowl and your mouth is far. Ah. You know, this is the era of Esau. Now think about it. Just imagine Esau in heaven. And his generation comes to him to ask him a question. We heard, sir, that we were meant to be the lineage through which Christ will come. What happened? <laughs> what happened? Because this is what happened to Esau. He was just coming back from hunting. He had game. It was on his shoulder. Just the diligence to go into the kitchen and make his own, he didn't have. And that's how many of us squander opportunities. Squander. Listen, this is the painful part. Jacob was not a hunter. Esau was meant to have more food than him. But somehow, because we don't know how to, to curate our gifts and steward what we have, we end up begging people who we should have more than and missing big opportunities. I said it at the beginning, I'm saying it again. Some of you, the, listen, your destiny is greater than what you are doing. Bigger than what you are saying. There is oil on you to be a great man of God, but you can't just pray to save your own life. If you do three days fast, that generational curse will break. But can you do it? Will you do it? You will keep making excuses. What can you do to save your own life? Your own life. Your, can, can you not watch one hour? One hour. One hour. What is going on? This destiny. When will you accomplish it? When you, will you acknowledge it? When will you walk in it? Because just because God ordained it doesn't mean it will happen. Yes, it doesn't mean it will happen. It doesn't mean it will happen. And you see, there are some things that are not happening in your life not because it's not God's time. I know you encourage yourself and you say God's time is the best. But many times you are the one delaying your own self. You are delaying yourself. This month, the giant in you must arise. Did you hear what I said? I said the giant in you must arise. There are parts of you that you have not experienced before. There is a side of you you have not touched. It's time to go into the deep recesses of your spirit and let your true potential arise. What is it about you that astonishes angels that you don't even know about? 
that angels are shouting in salutation, but you are surprised. Ah! It is possible for you to be blessed amongst all women and you don't, you don't know. You are blessed amongst all men, but you don't know. It was part of your destiny that all generations will call you blessed, but you don't know. And because of silly things, like porridge, like appetite, like just the discipline to wake up sometimes, deprive yourself a little, push a little more. Not this month. Not this month. I said not this month. This month we will pray. Hatalia Makaya. We're not going to miss anything that God has put on our path. Everything that is ours to inherit, we will inherit. We'll walk in it. Come on, say loud, amen. amen. He says the spirit is willing. That's not enough. Your flesh must align. You see, the Bible didn't just tell us the Bible didn't just tell us the benefits of praying. It also tells us the consequences of not praying. When the Bible tells us in Luke 18:1 that he spoke this parable to the end that men ought to pray and not to faint, he's telling you implicitly that if you don't pray, you will faint. You will. You will, ha you will come to moments of weaknesses that you don't have the capacity to handle. You'd never just build the capacity. Because the Bible assures you, the prophet Isaiah said, even young men will faint. A time will come, the natural advantages that you have been banking on, like your money, like your connection, the, the time will come that there will be problems those natural advantages cannot handle. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord, he says, they shall renew their strength. There is a type of strength that is not curated in the gym. You don't build that type of muscle in the gym. You build that muscle in the place of the word, in the place of prophecy, in the presence of God. They shall walk and not be weary. They shall run and not faint. Some of you, this is the word of the Lord to you. You need this desperately. You, prophet to the nations, one local witch is tormenting you. <laughs> Pressing you in the night at your age. At your age. You've been born again 10 years. They are pressing you. And then you want to wake up. You cannot wake up. You want to stand at your age with full beards. <laughs> Don't you understand? He said, behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the ability of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. They're not, not by any means when you are awake or when you are sleeping, when you're on the road or when you're in the office, whether by arrow or by letter or by taking your picture, not by any means. You've been playing church too long. Stand on the word of God. Your family depends on it. These siblings that you love, 
if you don't cover them well, one day, one idiot outside will touch them with something funny. And you will start nursing the wounds, nursing the consequences. Have you seen spiritual attack before? You think it's a joke? It has, it, it has no respect to your exposure, your popularity, your accent. And the devil is also, you, you might even have jackpot plans. There are people there. Based on my recent discoveries, I realize the witchcraft here is still learning. It's still learning. It's still learning. They are at the bottom of the ladder. Any witchcraft that needs drama, that needs costume, red, white chalk, is still learning. The real witchcraft of the Bible, by divination, will come up with scientific inventions to build a tower that is ready to touch the sky. Open your eyes. Hallelujah. Another thing that will happen if you don't pray is you will fall into temptation. Jesus assured you. He advised you. Pray that you enter not into temptation. He said the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Either in deeper Abuja or reboot camp. I need to teach something about that. Many of us are paying attention to the spirit who are not paying attention to the flesh. The investment of the flesh is too strong in your life. One hour of prayer is meant to be enough, but it's not enough for you because, of, because you do 10 hours of series. It's not enough. So, listen, you have to monitor both your belief and your own belief. <laughs> I believe here, my belief is there's something else. There's another factor. And we know in the word of God that both can coexist. Keep watch on both. What are you entertaining? Why is your flesh so strong? Your flesh has 12 packs. So fit. Ready to fight you. And your spirit is so lean. Hallelujah. But this month, I take a We wait upon the Lord. Your strength is renewed. Come on, I said your strength is renewed. Come on, I said your strength is renewed. Come on, I said your strength is renewed. Like Samson, even though some of you from the mistakes of your past, you've lost trajectory, God is bringing your hands to the pillar again. Your greatest victory is about to happen and it won't cost your life. I said, unlike something, it won't cost your life. I said, unlike something, it won't cost your life. Let's take advantage of corporate anointing. Stand to your feet. Let's pray a bit. Hallelujah. I know you confess a lot, but do the word. Even Jesus, the Bible says he returned in the power of the Spirit to Jerusalem. He didn't do that by just confessing. He prayed, he fasted. At least this prayer you have been hearing about, test it, prove it. Just do, just do 30 days and see. Just prove it. 
test it yourself. 30 days. One hour daily. For beginners, you can break it. You can do 15 minutes four times. But just, go, just 30 days. 30 days. It can save your life. It can save someone you love. Because a time will come. Atalabaya. When Jesus said, this kind goeth not out. May you not miss situations you were not prepared for. Let situations meet you prepared. And I've told you many times, one thing about this ministry is, when God tells us to pray more, there's usually a reason. You will soon see. Let that reason meet you prepared. Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? He's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Living God. He's the Holy Ghost, the scepter of the King of Kings. He's the Holy Kapaya. For the better, changing everything in your life. One more time, changing everything in your life. He's the Holy Ghost. He's the Holy Ghost. Take a pali, a kapale compre take a pahaya. He's the Holy Ghost. Let him take over your soul. Jesus say as I pray my spirit is dead say as I pray the giant in me arises begin to pray right now God is rising standing tall in you and his enemies are scattered I'm telling you his enemies are scattered his enemies are scattered. His enemies are scattered. His enemies are scattered. A kapaya ronde le pakopa pele koponde le pea en sombe kapalia arata kabaya en bele koshete kepete abakokos en bronzo pretaya ratongre sapaletonde le pida pele ronde remenero riakapai rasonde remeneno kapai eshete ratongra balapali balapakashetea en bele paya arararialapataya epetaya en donde kipa kapal pele pando le pe capato e pa con 
Andreso Terebelo, Embeleto Copotea, Raton Recipe, Pelebato Kepaliba, Ebelebele do Copaya, Ebelebele do Copaya. Ronde le bele kopaya, rosa paton de le peten de le kaya, embe ons esepete de koponduk, kesepete de kepeteya, sapata tata, sapata tata, sapata tata, sapata tata, sapata tata, sapata tata, Embeletea, endole beleto kopote ke beleto kete, sopene meni kopote di veneno, sopeleno ni veneno kubarato, rapalonde, sopelete ke pelote kibado bine mado, pore beleto vinet, tafeneto ko, graso po, grasa vine ke pai, aratoa, enso patele patea, Achete que peteia, bratongre se telepaleia, arretongre se pelita paia, brandele belete que, cochet e capai, ratongre se, cacheteia, ponderle peleco sopai, chandele peletongre, rata la balacas, que sopone le paia, eia! Chapalendo repele capai, sepeletongri, arupa palapara, aratongri, esupete pale, pelepaya, ash, 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 ronde lepeta capai, tekai, embelete, suteke pele copo, sutele pele toa, embelete capaya, embele, consopro. Chepele kokras, kapalea, kepale koretai, tepale koporia, empeletoria valeru kapai, asapai, paleronde le pataya kaya kai, o sapai, o pretele maneko, te kapalea. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Time is fast spent, so we just did this just to whet your appetite. Please take out time. Fan the embers of your spirit. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.